Welcome back to Laravel Podcast Season 5, where every single episode is not about a topic, but about a package. And the package we're talking about today is one of the two or three most popular packages in the entire Laravel ecosystem, which is Laravel Excel. My guests today are, I'm going to butcher their names, but I'll do my best, Arne, Schoon, Arne Schoonmacher, the founder of Spartner, which is the company behind Laravel Excel, and Patrick Browers, the software architect at Spartner and the lead developer on Laravel Excel. And for those of you who don't know, Spartner is the new name of a company that we all are more familiar familiar hearing as Mott Website. So you'll probably see Mott Website slash Laravel Excel everywhere. Spartner's their new name, so that's why we're talking about it. So guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. And could you each just kind of say hi and tell the people a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, so uh, hi, guys. I'm uh, Arne Schoenmakers. Uh, so as you told, uh, just told the audience, um, I'm the founder. I'm actually, um, let's say, uh, a founder that really started as a developer himself. Mm -hmm. uh, I developed during my studies, made some money, actually paid for most of my student years uh, by developing it. stuff with PHP. And uh, when I was finished with my, my study, I actually studied international business, but what a, was kind of a computer addict. So uh, taught myself development and also did some courses. But when I was finished, I just decided to start full-time as a developer for myself on my own, developing stuff for random companies that I just mm -hmm. walked into in the city. And that's 2004. So me being 42 right now, it's actually 18 years ago. So um, yeah, it's been a while. And now we've grown to a nice development team of which uh, Patrick is one of the, um, the architects. So uh, yeah. Patrick. Well, hi, Laravel community. I'm Patrick. Uh, Brouwers is my last name, which is indeed very difficult to pronounce if you're not Dutch. You can hear at the rolling R, I try to pronounce as good as possible. Um, I've been working at Matopsite, uh, which is now Spartner, for um, a bit more than eight and a half years, which was also my very first job. Oh, cool. um, and, and I've worked with Arne ever since. Um, um, and since very early, uh, we started working on Laravel Excel uh, since I joined. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so, so much for being here. It's a total pleasure having you. And I know we'll kind of get to little, know a little bit more about you and the package and everything like that. But let's start out with the original pitch, the elevator pitch for Laravel Excel. So if somebody's never heard of it, what does it do? So actually, the pitch is on our website, laravelexcel.com. Um, supercharged Excel exports and end imports for Laravel. But right. it actually started out as exports only because that's the main feature that, that we wanted to highlight mm -hmm. uh, because it started actually it started actually right after us getting introduced with Laravel um, mm -hmm. back in 2013 I guess we started on um, Laravel Excel, uh, Laravel 4 4.0 mm -hmm. a beta version and I think it was summer near the summer where we started it for a project and we were actually doing our new at that point, Mat website, uh, website, and we're thinking of let's make demos. And we actually had a, um, a client that was using Excel in a project, so we we're working on that. And then we thought, hmm. And actually, Patrick came up with a great idea: let's do uh, a, a package. And yeah. uh, and that was, I think, the birth of Laravel Excel as a package. And we thought, let's make something as a nice demo for a website ourselves mm -hmm. that you can just fill in some random numbers in a spreadsheet and press export and then you'll get an Excel and that will be really nice for clients to see how easily and powerful our work can be. But cool. then for the developers, we thought, hmm, if we make it a package and everyone, anyone using Laravel can do that by the click of a button from their database or whatever. Yeah, and that was just the first step, just easily creating Excel, having something magic happen 
within one click or one like line of code, ideally, and uh, adding that feature, which almost any uh, content management or ERP system that we built has. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just really neat. And 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 Laravel didn't really have anything, so we thought, hmm, that would that would be great, great fit. Yeah. Yeah. So and if we talk about like the main job that it solves, I mean, you just said it very quickly. If you want to export structured data into an Excel, so XLS or XLSX, this is the yep. way to do it. And it's super simple. It's almost to the point where when you're using it, you're like, did I need this package? But of course you did, because if you do it on your own, it's miserable. But it, yeah. it makes it so easy that you're like, oh, it's just a single line of code. It's just kind of like, why should this not be this easy? So I'm I'm very grateful to it because when I've needed it, I've, you know, I've had to do Microsoft connected encoding manually before with things, and I just want to quit my job and go herd sheep. So the fact yeah. that you make it so easy for me to not think about that is pretty delightful. Yeah. So yeah. you did just tell me the story, the creation of the package, which I think is really interesting yeah. because I think, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say, I created this package to show what you can do. So that's a really cool idea that you just want to be able to say like, hey, look, you might not all know what our capacity is or what Laravel's capacity is, but we're going to show you a really cool thing we can do. And the fact that it's tied to them just typing in random numbers and data like shows that this isn't a pre-made thing. Like you, we just made it. So that was a really cool idea that you guys did that. I love that you open sourced it too. So it's not just proprietary yeah. to the two of you or to your team. So that's very cool. The fun thing is like we started as this random ID that, that evolved and evolved. And, and of course, everyone wants to give back to the community and grow it. And, and like at yeah. some point, you really start to put effort into that. And mm-hmm. But first, it starts out as just a, a brainstorm or an ID that comes from a certain need or something and a certain ID. And you just wing it and, and put some, mon- put some like minds and, and energy to it. And then you have something and you put it out there. And it's a package, and you don't yeah. know anything about success. But then, if it be like because it becomes a success, um, or it got loud downloads at least, um, you start to think, hmm, should we should we actually incorporate this on a day to day basis, or weekly basis, or monthly basis? How much time can we spend on it? What is the value of that time? Like because I used to be a developer only, like working as a developer, but currently I also have to run the company, have less time for development. So I have to think about these kind of things. What do you do with an open source package when you also have clients mm-hmm. worried about how much time you can spend for them on a project? Yeah. I think any developer doing it by himself has this, that challenge, but as a company as well, you need to think of things that we did, like shall we allocate weekly training hours that mm-hmm. anyone can do anything on any package or just try some new stuff out that might be valuable for a client, but might also just be something to do and something to train yourself. And it might be really good to do it from like a recruitment purpose that you meet developers and and, and, and interact with them on challenges that they have and they find you or whatever. And all those values, I think, came into the to the to the to the ID way after the fact that we actually just started it. We started it and, and then we started thinking about it, and then we thought, hmm, let's, let's just do this frequently, put more time in it, try to get it evolved, and, and you mm-hmm. have these intervals that you put some more ideas into it and more time in certain periods than other. But yeah, it's it's been a really great great ride. Currently, 38 plus million downloads. Like I love it's, it. It's amazing. It's such a high number. Like You can't even imagine it, how many yeah. developers are, might, might be using it, but we're just so grateful that that, that happened just ongoing and, and yeah. Who would have imagined when you just that's started. awesome and i yeah. i do you know of course i identify with that because at titan we you know make packages and sometimes they're just there for people and sometimes they have business impact for us and i know that we'll have spotsy on you know 
again in the future. Or, well, uh-huh. we know we haven't had them on yet in this podcast. And the same thing, you know, they're a business that's making packages. It's trying to figure out the interaction between your business and your package. So I love hearing kind of like some of the thought processes you as an owner of a company have behind. Because we had the same things. We're like, we'd love to give you all as much time as possible. So for us, it's every Friday people can work on packages and stuff. But even yeah. then... You know, how much, like you said, can we, what can we do to make sure that everyone can work on our packages? There's still a lot of really interesting questions and challenges about it. So I appreciate you sharing some of those. Yeah. There. Well, we also th- thought of these things because we, we're not just saying you can only work on our packages. We, right. we thought if you have IDs and mm-hmm. like, just like Laravel Excel started from an ID, um, just, just write it down, try to structure it a little bit so that you're not just browsing mm-hmm. some kind of website and, and, and just reading, but try yeah. to target something like do you want to do something with ui or do you want to learn something whatever with uh, make something for tailwind or contribute to a package that somebody else did or do you do something um with laravel or php or or uh, like any kind of technology and we just try to challenge our people and 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 ask them okay if you have an id just spend some time on it allocate some time um, actually, Friday is a really good moment for us as well uh, to do these mm-hmm. kind of things because people are almost into the weekend. It's nice, and uh, yeah, yeah, and and I think maybe that's the way forward to, yeah. to support these kind of ideas and get these new ideas out there as yeah. well. Yeah. And I love the idea, and I know we need to move forward, but I like the idea very much of supporting the ideas that are um, coming from not just the leadership. You know, our best packages have not come from me. I don't know if any of our good packages no, no, have come yeah. from me. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. So I, no, that, that's I guess we have one, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Sure. So let's, let's keep moving on. Cause I know that Arna and I could, I just talk business all day and this is supposed to be <laughs> business, but I'm loving it. So, yeah, um, yeah. so obviously the installation steps are just going to be a composer require, but are there any key setup steps or dependencies that you want to make sure people have heard about to make sure when they're using it? Well, maybe it's good to, to, to take a step back and, and what's the backbone of the package? Because of course we, we don't handle the, all the Excel uh, generation stuff ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. In the back end, it's all powered by PHP spreadsheet, which we have been using since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Before the Laravel 7 or the um, PHP 7 release, it was called PHP Excel. I mm-hmm. think uh, a lot of people have heard of it. Um, so that's still powering uh, our back end, and we're, we're very happy uh, with their contributions as well. But I think when I, when I initially started working on this demo thing that Arne described, it felt different than the entire Laravel philosophy. And that, that's what I was missing. I was I was so enjoying all these uh, fluent things that Laravel offers, and mm-hmm. I just had the feeling that's what I want as well when I want to work with Excel because Excel, mm-hmm. indeed, like you say, it's not the most fun thing to work with usually. Yeah. And it did evolve from like uh, now we're at 3.1, which is uh, even more like doing the work for you. So I was talking about key dependencies. Uh, we have two uh, generation commands which is very mm-hmm. similar to making a controller or making a, a, a command or making a um, middleware mm-hmm. or a job. Uh, you can create an export and you can create an import. Mm-hmm. You can pass some parameters. You can say, I want to uh, use a model as a basis, uh, or you can use a collection or, or an array. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the basic concept of every export is your data source. You indicate right. what your data source is. That can be a mm-hmm. query, that can be a model, uh, an array, a collection, and you can basically determine yourself how you want to load this data. Mm-hmm. Um, the main the main use case, I think, of the package, of course, because it's a Laravel package, is to generate exports from an entity, mm-hmm. from a model, from a from from an eloquent model. Mm-hmm. So we made that as that as easy as possible. Um, yeah. 
So I would say that's that's like the main first step. If you if you uh, install the package, you will create an export for maybe your users database or your orders database or your payments uh, table. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, all you have to do is run that command, uh, pass the model in, and it will create an export class for you. And in your route or controller, wherever you want to put it, uh, you call the export, and it will just make an export with all your database columns in that export. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, the next steps are then to um, configure your export. Sure. Uh, Customize it however you yeah. want the data to end up. Filing, yeah. uh, data formatting, mapping, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Same goes for cool. imports. Uh, it's the same story. Uh, you mm-hmm. import something to a model or you import something to a collection and you handle it yourself. Okay. So, and those are, that's the basics of what most of us are going to interact with at a database day basis. We're going to say, here's the button where you can take an Excel file that is structured like this and we're going to validate it, and then we're going to bring the data in. Or here's the button you press where of all the ones you have selected, we'll export them out to an Excel. And that makes a ton of sense. Are there any lesser used features or cool tricks or optimizations or tweaks that people could do that you don't know if everybody actually knows about you that you'd like to share? Well, one th- one cool thing that has ever always been in the package and that we developed actually for a client project is a way to indicate or to name certain cells uh, w- when you're doing an import. Because we had this situation, I think Arne remembered this as, this as well. We had a, how would you describe that, a weight loss company, like a, <laughs> <laughs> like a company mm-hmm. that helps you, like people lose weight. They mm-hmm. they w- asked us to build a new system for them, and they had always been working with spreadsheets, uh, and they wanted to have all that data in the spreadsheet. But these spreadsheets were very structured, uh, mm-hmm. like in cell A1, it would have the name and. So, so it was a bit, uh, but it was also possible that the structure was different for like, they had like oh. three, four versions of the same spreadsheet. Okay. Um, and we would be able to identify like, okay, these 10 are type A, Version type B. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we would do to keep the, the main logic, the Laravel logic the same would be to map these cells to specific mm. keys. Yeah. And then we would just get an array with, this is the name of the, of the person. This is the, the weight. This is the weight lost without needing to have like, like uh, four different handling of the import. We just had to map which cell yeah. is which data. And I think that that's something that that not a lot of people know, but could be very useful for most for a lot of people. Yeah, I certainly didn't know that. And even if you didn't have multiple of those, I still think the idea of being able to just do a one-time mapping of, you know, column A is this, column B is that, even if it's not three different ways of it, still will probably make it a much easier. And like you well, said, a this, much more this feature is, is less about columns, more about cells, uh, because columns is a different story. Uh, Okay. Uh, maybe something I can share later when when we could possibly talk about future things of, uh, that Laravel Excel will add. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is specifically about cells. So you wouldn't indicate a com- complete column, but you would really like get a certain cell from the middle of the the sheet, maybe maybe Z mm-hmm. uh, ten or something, yeah, mm-hmm. and get that value into an array. Cool, that's great. So I mean, we're actually right on to the next question, which is the development roadmap. So could you talk a little bit about kind of some of the plans you have for the future, including the one you just referenced? Yeah, we, we do have some 4.0 ideas because uh, I think these these ideas that we have are quite uh, new and like add a lot of excitement to the package. Um, mm-hmm. And they mostly evolve around data, like um, the way you structure your data. So there's this not the data source, but like how, you, like the column thing we talked about, before, like I mentioned uh, mm-hmm. reacting to you, um, which basically means that it looks very much like how Nova works. You indi- mm-hmm. indicate that, okay, I want a, a text column uh, in column A, which is mm-hmm. the name. I want a daytime object. I want a, a number and that, or maybe money. Um, 
because I think that is like the biggest pain point as well currently for like if I'm if I have to implement an export and import, it's still quite tedious to define like, okay, I really want this to be a number in Excel and I want this to be mm -hmm. formatted like this. Mm -hmm. And that, this is something that we want to make a lot easier uh, in the future, like in this for that zero release. Um, and that's the yep. same thing as it works for exports, it will also work for imports. It will, yeah, you, mm -hmm. you can just say, um, so I want to export a daytime, but I can also import a daytime. Which makes it a lot easier than having to do this all by yourself, parsing the date, uh, looking for the date, the date structure, parsing mm -hmm. it to a carbon object, and inserting the database. That will all be yeah, handled by the package then. Um, so when you're exporting, like, so if I were to say I'm exporting this column in this particular or this particular cell is formatted like date time, are you actually with this goal being able to send whatever command Excel knows to actually treat it that way? Because that's because I was thinking, oh yeah, you, you know, we can send it as whatever data we want, but I assume that by default, Excel will just look at all of them as a string until you actually hit the like format as whatever. So you're actually talking about being able to send whatever command Excel needs to say format is this. That's cool. Yeah, PHP spreadsheet does some auto formatting. It it tries mm -hmm. to see, okay, this is a daytime, so we were we will do some auto formatting on on uh, the logic. Mm -hmm. uh, but when dealing with very big imports, uh, we disable certain features to make it more performant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it also means that PHP Spreadsheet has a lot less to work with mm -hmm. because it doesn't have styles and a lot of the information comes from the styles in this case. Mm -hmm. So by letting the, the developer define that this is a daytime column, we can make the assumption mm -hmm. already on a very uh, early level that, okay, whatever comes into this column, this should mm -hmm. be a daytime. So we will try cool. our best to parse it as a daytime. That's awesome. That's very cool. Any other development roadmap plans that you want to share? And then let's transition from right into that, where do you want help with any of that? You know, and we can talk in a second about do you want any other kind of help? But in terms of that feature you just said, are you guys looking for help or you already have the plans? And also, are there any other plans that you have going forward? Yeah, so we have this one thing that we've in the pipeline because of, like Patrick just mentioned the performance issues mm -hmm. some people have. And we also, also encountered that and helped clients with that. Uh, that reached out to us commercially with an implementation on, on, on their thing that was stuck or, or couldn't perform. So we actually have something in the pipeline called Laravel CSV so that we can actually get more to a base bone, baseline kind of version of data structure that can handle way more and way more data than um, the Excel would, would uh, be able to do because Excel simply has a limit uh, of the amount of rows that it can handle. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, that is something that we're thinking about how to get that out there and if we want to do it under the flag of Laravel Excel just as a feature or as a, a separate kind of package that is more oriented towards CSV or like, uh, so we're thinking about that, to, to, cool. to how, how to do that. But um, yeah, that might also be something that people can contribute on by either replying or doing something on social media to tell us how they would prefer to have that mm -hmm. CSV kind of performance feature, what they've encountered themselves. Um, because we're still contemplating on what what would be the best practice to 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 say okay maybe in some situations you don't want Excel but you actually want raw CSV kind of yeah. structures as a data export um, that might also really help. Yeah, um, and yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying. You might be able to actually just say, hey, if you're running into performance issues on this particular one, switch yeah. this toggle. All the interface will still be relatively similar, but you're going to be doing with CSVs. You have to tell the people, you know, how to make a CSV. But all of a sudden, you're going to get all this performance benefits 
without having to switch to an entirely different package. Because right, the League CSV package is fantastic, but mm-hmm. the, but switching from Laravel Excel to League CSV would not just be a toggle, right? It would be like ripping out your Laravel Excel code and then putting in your League CSV code. Whereas if it's exactly. something that's yeah. built into to, to Laravel Excel or a, a parallel package, it might make the, the switching back and forth process a little bit easier. It makes a ton yeah. of sense. Some, something that we have played uh, with in the past uh, because we have... Uh, yeah, we've had some commercial um, support uh, clients for this in the Laravel community, mm-hmm. for which we developed uh, uh, a similar package, and it was really intended at being like a drop-in replacement for Laravel mm-hmm. Excel. So yeah. you could just keep everything in your export class. You only have to change the namespace and the class name, uh, yeah. and you get all the same benefits. Uh, because on, on, like my opinion on big exports is that you probably don't need an Excel if you need a big. Yeah export yes. because you won't do styling you won't do formatting you just yeah. need to raw data then yeah totally agreed i love it and and the same is probably true for the imports as well when the people are uploading something that's so large that it won't process well as excel it's probably not coming from a human being that was creating it in the first place so exactly yeah I love yeah. It. yeah okay so the one thing you mentioned for help and support is for people to kind of like get back to you and just suggest their ideas about what they think the best next steps would be there should it be a part of laravel excel should it be a separate package do they have any other requests is there any other support, whether it's programming or can, a Patreon or something like that, where people can say thank you for Laravel Excel? What does it look like for them to say thank oh, you? Oh yeah, actually, we 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 call um, Laravel Excel postcardware, so mm, okay, we would cool. really appreciate postcards. We have a lot of postcards here at the office. We of course Love it. sometimes take pictures of them, and they're they're also in our in our short movie that we just released on the rebranding from Matupside to Spartner. But um, yeah, we really appreciate it. It's just fun getting them from all over the place. And, and we have actually received a lot of cards uh, to it. date and would love to get more, of course. But uh, you can, uh, um, yeah, you, uh, other thing contribution-wise, I think um, the community has already um, shown that, that they're really growing in the quality of, of um, let's say, remarks that they're giving because mm-hmm. of the like the way that people currently use GitHub and those kind of things. Maybe Patrick can like say a little bit of the background, how you um, uh, how that was improved. But I think the, the the support tickets that people requested used to be maybe a bit of a pain. Mm. And nowadays they're way better, I think. Cool. Right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, f- I think that really involved, of course, if, if a lot of people are using it, a lot of people will run into questions and uh, problems. So I think there has been times, uh, especially around the 3.0 release, that yeah, maybe 10, 15 tickets per day, and that's wow. just not you can't you can't handle that on your own every yeah. day because it, it takes up a lot of your time. And uh, of course, I also have my day job to yeah, yeah to work for our clients, uh, so I can't <laughs> spend all my time on replying to people. And um, I think around that time we we the GitHub released a feature called the issue templates, mm-hmm. and that really helped to to help people structure their question because if it's just a, a question with a pasted in piece of code that that takes a lot of time for me to parse through and understand what they're actually asking, yeah. By asking a few simple question that questions that really helps people to understand their own problem, and I've even heard from some people uh, on Twitter later that it, it was like a rubber ducking kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> they would understand their problem and then think, oh, I don't even need to yep, Don't even need help anymore. anymore. I love it. Yeah, That's and I great. think last year, GitHub even made the issue templates even better. Now it's like an input form. Um, oh, so okay. you have to fill in the fields. You can't delete oh, cool. the issue template anymore. 
Plus, yeah. we split it into box, box, and uh, in the discussion tabs, you can ask any question mm -hmm. you want. Um, and the discussion tab is a bit, a bit more community-driven. Everybody can, of course, help uh, mm -hmm. people with problems to have or questions to have. Well, we'd really try to get keep the box, box tab, like the the issue the issues, yeah, really centered around things that really don't work, something that needs our attention, or That's someone else in the community who can PR it. Because mm -hmm. we thankfully also get a lot of PRs. Um, of people that need something very specific for their situation and we we see how it incorporates into our idea of the package and mm -hmm. yeah, we release their contributions in the next uh, release that's awesome um well i think it's super clear um what it does and how to use it and what's coming next and what kind of support you guys need is there anything else you'd like to cover before we call it quits for today no just um i think it's been fun talking about it about the yeah. topic we love doing it still it gets us enthusiastic to do more in the future maybe yeah. have new packages coming out that also will get a similar success but if not then still it's fun to do these kind of things and uh yeah it's been it's been a great ride so far so uh awesome yeah, super yeah so something that i personally really like about the laravel community is this kind of synergy between like um the package developers and the package users because mm -hmm. And we also started using Laravel and using some packages and that inspired us to make packages. And I think that uh, us providing packages hopefully has also inspired other people. And that's yeah. something that we benefit again from. So yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like an ecosystem keeping itself alive by yeah. providing packages and using packages. Yeah, and collaboration. Everyone, everyone's trying to help. And they're, each of us who's helping other people are also benefiting from other people's help. So I love that. That's a really great insight. I would also ask developers to actually tell their potential bosses to say there's value in actually working in, in, in job time on a package. Like mm -hmm. there is value and, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot of value for your, for your people. There's value for the community that will pay itself back. There's value for your company as a yeah. like show of skill. It's, mm -hmm. There's so much value. And I think uh, like several companies uh, already do that fantastically. I think it could be a lot more. Mm -hmm. That will help the ecosystem, help Laravel grow even to to a higher level than it is currently. And I think there's so much value. And uh, yeah, I think the developer seeing this um, should just try with his with his with his like colleagues and and say, okay, let's let's just get some time every week to do something. Or maybe one one two once in three weeks, just something during yeah. your day job. It would just be great to have a frequency to get more people doing this. Yeah. Yeah, and as business owners, we can attest that it's not free, but it also there's value that comes for it. And you mentioned there's value yeah. to the employees. They're learning and they're growing and they're happier. There's values to the community because they're getting free work. And there's values to the company because, like you said, people can see our capacity as programmers. They can see our mentality of wanting to help people. And our name gets out there, right? Every single time somebody yeah. installs something that says Mott website slash whatever, that Mott website now gets embedded in their brains a little bit. And so there's also a marketing yeah. benefit that comes from owners being willing to kind of like make this time available. So I, I'm really glad you said that. But then the problem is if you rebrand to Spartner, then you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the but good still. news is they can just go Google Mott website and they'll still figure yeah, out yeah. who you are. So yeah. They'll, they'll get, they're going to figure it out. <laughs> That's All hope. right, guys. Yeah, well, it was a ton of fun having both of you on today. Thank you so much for this package. Thank you for your contributions to the community. And thanks for hanging out today. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. All right, everyone else, we'll see you all next time. <laughs>